coming up on this week's episode of News of the Week for your Saturday, June 26, 2021. You see what happened was um, I had all my news set up, ready to go, prepared to talk to you about all the news for me to talk about with you guys on this wonderful Saturday. Saturday, by the way. And then WWE decides third round of releases from WWE today. We're going to talk about all of that as well. And just forewarning, it's a lot of WWE stuff. I apologize in advance. But New Japan and JPW Strong in particular is going to be doing a live show this August with Fighting Spirit Unleash and and dare I say it they're gonna have fans in attendance for this one we're gonna be talking about this set to have their first live audience in the summer I'm actually quite excited about this I don't know about you but NGPW anything gets your boy excited and I'm ready to talk about that today Kushida opening up in an interview with WrestleTalk.com about considering retirement after every match in 2017 and 2017 was a really good year for Kushida if I'm not mistaken but I'm it, it, this article in particular really got me curious and just seeing that headline alone I'm thinking you know I really want to see what he was talking about what he was going through we're going to talk about that to close out today's show today as well as a certain TV partner with WWE reportedly upset over hell in a cell change. I think we all have a good idea about who the TV partner is, and if it's not, I'm going to be quite surprised. But we kind of have an idea. We're going to be talking about that as well, but we will be kicking off today's episode talking about Kenise Mobley in particular from the release. She did get released today, or should I say yesterday, because it is Saturday. But this article... I kind of wanted to talk about. Now, mind you, I'm not really blaming Kenise at all. I'm not. You know. We'll talk about it. We'll get into that as well as uh, talking about her being released as well. Like I said, in the beginning of this intro, all the releases that went down today. Ah, I hope you guys have had a solid week. And this week of news has been an interesting one. And it's time to have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 311 of the YLP Podcast. Let's hit that intro. Let's get it started. And with that being said, let us begin. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight, Mance Chapel from The Delight Show, and you're listening to The Young Lions Perspective only on Russell Addict Radio. Podcast here, and welcome to episode 311. Oh, my voice cracked there. 
of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this lovely Saturday. And I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for sharing this episode of the podcast. As always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. You, of course, are checking out this episode of the podcast on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Anchor.fm slash Unlines, respectively. Anchor.fm slash Wrestle Addict Radio, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple and Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can listen to this podcast. Of course, if you want to, you know, give any questions, comments, concerns, any thoughts, any thoughts about today's news that we're going to talk about, hit me up with an email over at Perspective at gmail.com. Go to find me on social media. I can be found. Twitter at YL Perspective, Instagram at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective, and of course on Facebook at Young Lions Perspective, all one word, or simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Whoo! How was your week? <laughs> How was your week, people? Hope was well, hope was productive, hope we did great things this week. In terms of the wrestling news, <laughs> it got a little bonkers over the past couple of days, so bear with me, if you will, for today's episode. Now, as I said in the intro yesterday, WWE did the third round of releases, and as I am recording this, I am literally keeping an eye on my phone, seeing if there were any other people released. It came up fast, it came up quick, it came out of nowhere, and so it began. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on today. We're going to talk about one person in particular. Now, I'm not going to be doing this opening segment of the show bashing Kenise Mobley, and hopefully I uh, pronounced that right. I don't want to mess up anyone's name. But I'm going to do this particular segment in a way that it's more so the fault of WWE as to why this actually happened. So bear with me, if you will, as we get into this opening salvo of the YLP podcast today from Cultaholic.com. New WWE writer, Kenise Mobley. It did not require me to know anything about wrestling. From Jack Atkins. WWE's preference for writers and members of its creative staff to not have prior involvement in professional wrestling has been a topic of debate amongst fans for many years, with one side saying it strengthens WWE from a cinematic and episodic television point of view, whilst the other says it waters down and weakens wrestling. Now, new writing staff member Kenise Mobley has reignited that debate, having admitted that she had little to no prior wrestling knowledge before joining the company. Speaking to the Asian Not Asian podcast, Mobley said... Yes, I have just been hired by WWE. Given the things that you know about me in my entire life and what I'm into, yes, that's surprising. Yes, also a surprise for me. It did not require me to know anything about wrestling, but I do have a background in film production and comedy writing. And they're like, perfect, come on in, end quote. Uh, she continued on to say, so I am on the Monday Night Raw team. So there is Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. And the people that I know on it are Bobby. His name is either Bobby Ashley or Bobby Lashley, and I really should know that. 
He's like this giant black guy, and he and the people who are part of his crew, I know that they call, or at least uh, of this last year, they call themselves the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. They wear suits, and they're like, we're cool. End quote. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And I'll explain why. Now, I would more than likely... Well, shit. I'm pretty much going to be in that group today. Of... Having the understanding that when you go into WWE... I would at least want you to have some idea of what you're about to get into. In this case, professional wrestling. Now, background in film production, comedy writing, that's good. Not understanding the wrestling business, that's a whole different, you know, animal in and of itself. Me personally, I think of people like Ryan Ward, excellent writer, part of the NXT team for quite some time, was on SmackDown for a hot minute, and then for some reason left. And this is not really the fault of Miss Mobley here. This is more so the fault of WWE. Because, as I stated, when you're going into WWE, at least need to have some idea of the business as a whole. I could literally go off and basically you know, bash Miss Mobley you know, and all that, but I'm not going to go that route. Like I said, this is the fault of WWE. When you have people in the in the business or are going getting into professional wrestling, I've understand this has been a long, you know, long deal here. Okay. And for quite some time, they have been having writers that are have been in the business. But more so, you know, Hollywood writers, all that kind of stuff. I can see why people would say it muddies the waters a little. I'm just saying, look at the state that Monday Night Raw is in right now. I can tell you for, like, right now, for close to two years, I have not watched an episode of Monday Night Raw. Not even when there was, like, big events and all this stuff. Doesn't pique my interest. Those three hours could literally be used for better things, like sleeping. Because I can't. (laughs) I have that right. But when you look at the state of what Monday Night Raw is in and you're bringing in someone who doesn't have that much knowledge, it's cause for concern, you know. But, you know, at least you got the brands right. And just the description of it, it, it showed that, you know, she didn't really have much knowledge of the game. And that's 
Me personally, I think you should know a bit about the business. Um, if you're going to go into said job. Again, guaranteed. Not much, you know, watch, you know, watching of wrestling over here. Again, this is more so the fault of WWE. Simple fact is, I need writers who know what the fuck they're talking about. I would like my programming to be absolutely exceptional. Now, I understand we will never get Attitude Era type of storylines ever again. We understand that. At least I do. You know, favorite era of all time. Best era of all time. Um, But seriously, look at it from the perspective of a fan. And I'm watching Monday Night Raw, and it's quite garbage. Rings are in the freaking toilet. It's unwatchable. I can watch something else and just be, like, perfectly content with it. As for me, I pretty much have just not given a damn. But I'm watching Raw, and I'm watching it deteriorate right before my very eyes, and you know, I can understand the the upsetting feeling that one must feel when you watch Monday Night Raw. Again, I don't, because I know better. Because <laughs> I know better. No, um, this is it, it's it's not a good look for WWE. It's not a good look for WWE. And lo and behold, days later, they release her. From WrestlingInc.com. <laughs> New WWE writer Kenise Mobley reportedly fired following controversial podcast comments. Oh, this is actually from my favorite, favorite professional wrestling writer in the game right now, Mark Middleton. WWE has reportedly fired creative writer-producer Kenise Mobley, according to Sean Rossett. Mobley, a stand-up comedian and podcast host, was just hired to work the Raw brand earlier this month. She made headlines this week for a recent appearance on the Asian Not Asian podcast, where she revealed that WWE did not require her to have any pro wrestling knowledge when they hired her. She received significant feedback from fans for some of her comments on Twitter and the podcast, including not knowing if the WWE champion was named Bobby Ashley or Bobby Lashley. Of course, you can check out the original comments, which we already talked about. Do, 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 do. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported today that Mobley's comments received some attention within WWE. It was noted that Mobley was under the gun for speaking publicly about subjects that WWE did not want talked about. We mentioned before how WWE's job listings for creative writers do not list a knowledge of progressing as a requirement. So our comments didn't come as a major surprise to some. It was also reported by The Observer today that there was a negative reaction to Mobley's comments, and that Mobley is not the only WWE writer in the situation, as this is typical of many of the writers. WWE officials were reportedly embarrassed by this going public due to the feeling that it makes the company look blindingly stupid to the outside world. We'll talk about that in just a second. We noted before how Mobley protected her tweets after her podcast interview started making the rounds this week. She has made her Instagram account private since late last night. On a related note, multiple sources are reporting that WWE is making more talent and staff cuts today. And then we'll, again, we'll be talking about all the releases uh, 
towards the uh, latter half of this episode. Embarrassed, you say, WWE. The feeling that it makes the company look blindingly stupid to the outside world. And if you're checking out this article, blindingly stupid is in quotes. But it does make you look blindingly stupid to the outside world, Mr. McMahon. Very, very fucking stupid. Again, pardon my French, I may go off a little bit. Y'all are about to go on tour. In less than a month. And you got this going on. Embarrassed, you say. WWE. You could tell me one plus one equals two and I wouldn't believe you. WWE. <sighs> yeah. It's going to be one of those days. You're going on tour in less than a month. July 16th, we go back on tour. Do we not? WWE. And somehow, some way, you dolts decided to make the weird decision to bring in someone who had little to no background of said uh, company slash what we do over here at all. It should be a requirement. That kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I would like the people that write for the shows I watch, that being NXT, AEW Dynamite, SmackDown, pay-per-views, minus LNSL. I would like to have enjoyable programming on Tuesday, Wednesday, or and Fridays, or whenever I catch uh, NXT Dynamite. Just go back to Tuesday, Wednesday. I think they go back next week. Anywho, This is just absolutely ridiculous. Embarrassed, you say, WWE. You've been embarrassing yourself for quite some time. I understand this is a cost-cutting deal. Letting Miss Mobley go. But you've been embarrassing yourself for much longer then write the fuck now. Embarrassed, you say, WWE. The only good thing you have on your deal right now is Roman Reigns. I said, 
are literally hanging, being carried by one man, Roman Reigns. Your mid-card is garbage. Your tag team divisions on both shows are quite garbage. Your women's divisions are a subject I do not even want to speak about. Because I've done it way too many damn times. And now you're pretty much showing your ass to the entire world and basically just saying, we look like complete, absolute idiots. Because you do. WWE. Taking talents from NXT and not really building them to the heights that we know they could be. Changing their gimmicks. Changing their name. Not allowing them to get over. Y'all have way too many. We have way too many members of that. I'm not going to even shroud your name at all. They've been embarrassing themselves, honestly. If we're being honest. For about 15 years. Great moments that have happened. Don't get it twisted. But they have really been doing some dumb shit. Rey Mysterio versus John Cena for the WWE Championship after Rey just beat the Miz. Just saying. <sighs> I don't even want to try to go on, off on a rant because... There's going to be too many curse words and I ain't got time for that. But we'll just, we'll, you know what? We'll bookmark it there. We'll go there. All I'm going to pretty much say is this. Um, I'm sure Miss Mobley will be just fine finding gigs and all that stuff. WWE, you look like complete dumbasses for this one, as we've seen for quite some time. So pretty much par for the course for you. So that will complete top story segment of this episode. When we come back, we're going to talk about... What shall we talk about? Ah, yes. New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong will have their first live audience this summer. I'm excited about it. If you're a New Japan fan, you're going to be excited about it. We'll talk about all the details, when it's going down, all that good stuff, as well as WWE TV partner reportedly upset over Hell in a Cell change. As we go to break, I want you to think of your guesses and uh, just, you know, Let's just make a game out of it. You know, guess who the partner was. We'll go through the break and we'll talk about it. Coming up on the other side of episode 311 of the YLP Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What is going on, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager here at Wrestle Attic Radio. And if you have some time on Thursday, each and every Thursday, I want you guys to check out my show, The Kings of the Rings Podcast, where we cover all the news that is fit in the boot inside and outside of the ring, from WWE to AEW, all the way over to New Japan and Impact Wrestling and beyond. That's Kings of the Rings podcast each and every Thursday exclusively on Wrestle Attic Radio. 
Hi, welcome to the Wrestle Attic Radio Teespring Shop. I am Mr. Fretz from the Fretzelmania Podcast. How may I help you today? Would you like a mug, a t-shirt, a face mask, a blanket, a pillow? Well, you can get all of those things featuring everybody on Wrestle Attic Radio, including myself, the Fretzelmania Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Collection, with King Ricky, the K. Murphy, and Willie T., the YLP Collection with Zach, the Young Lions Perspective, and Good Brother Mance from the Delight Show Collection. All of these things can be available on the Wrestle Addict Radio Teespring Store, and Patreon members get 15% off. Thank you for shopping, and be safe. Summer from Kelly Halat. New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced NJBW Strong will have its first matches ever in front of a live audience on Monday, August 16th. NJBW announced the Fighting Spirits Unleashed 2021 series will see fans welcome to the Thunder Studio in Long Beach, California. Nine matches are planned to take place at the event. Limited tickets will be on sale Wednesday. June 30th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Anywho, wrestlers that are scheduled for the event include Never Openweight Champion Jay White, Strong Openweight Champion Philly Tom Lawler, Juice Robinson, Leo Rush. Unfortunately, probably not. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a little bit before he gets back. Um, Shota Umino, Renderita. Uh, Fred Rosser and Carl Fredericks. NJPW Strong premiered in August 2020 on NJPW World and Fight. I don't know why they put their line in there, but whatever. Here's the following announcement. Quote, after announcing the return of U.S. fans to matches for the Resurgence event, I'll talk about that in just a second, New Japan Pro Wrestling Today announced the Fighting Spirit Unleashed 2021 series. The series will see fans welcome to the Thunder Studio in Long Beach, for the NJPW Strong brand's first matches ever in front of a live audience on Monday, August 16th. Premiering in August 2020 on NJPW World and Fight, NJPW Strong began without a live crowd, but has quickly become critically acclaimed and a favorite of fans around the world. The Friday broadcast has seen the introduction to NJPW fans of Strong Openweight Champion Philby Tom Lawler, Mr. No Days Off Fred Rosser, and the Man of the Hour Leo Rush, as well as the appearance of popular stars active in Japan like the flamboyant Just Robinson and never openweight champion Switchblade Jay White, all of whom will be in action at Fighting Spirit Unleashed 2021. Nine matches are planned to take place at Fighting Spirit Unleashed 2021 for future broadcasts on Strong, with extremely limited tickets on sale on Wednesday, June 30th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. New Japan Pro Wrestling have been staging events with fans in attendance in Japan since July 11, 2020, and all with the safety of fans, staff, and wrestlers taken as top priority. 
as a result, and to prevent the spread of COVID-19, masks will be required during the event when not eating or drinking. Fans not in attendance can watch NJPW Strong every Friday night at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific on NJPW World, and fight. Fighting Spirit Unleashed. To, okay. And for some reason, my laptop wanted to act stupid for some reason. Excuse me. One second. I beg your pardon. Okay, so... If you're going to be going to that, again, uh, Monday, August 16th, 2021, uh, 6.30, doors open, start at 7.30 uh, in the Thunder Studio, 2434 South Santa Fe Avenue in Long Beach, California, 90810. Tickets go on sale Wednesday, June 30th, like I said earlier, at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. General admission standing, 60 bucks. Ringside seat tickets, 80. Ringside B is 100, and ringside A is $120. They're really giving you guys a lot of information, I'm telling you. Of course, attendees um, attendees will be asked to wear a mask during the event when not eating or drinking. Um, not really about to worry about sales price. Thunder Studio is a closed studio set. There is no entry to or exit from the venue after the event starts, even if you hold a valid ticket. Thank you for your understanding. And then they go through the participating wrestlers that are going to be on this card. But also... As they said in the article, NJPW Resurgence set two days before on August 14th at the L.A. Coliseum. This is from SEScoops.com from Alex Laybourne. Uh, I'm just going to skim over it. They just announced uh, they're holding the first event on U.S. soil since the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Saturday, August 14th, the L.A. Coliseum. Fans will be allowed to be in attendance. Um, the actual venue is in the torch. Um, for all my California folk, I don't know if you know about that, but let me know what it is. Oh, it's a concert center opening in the summer. Oh, okay. Never mind. Initial promotions for the event say a total of 5,000 tickets will be available. However, this could be increased to 10,000 if necessary. Mass will be mandatory for those in attendance. Uh, unless either you're drinking. Tickets go on sale same day. Same day as the uh, Strongs. So they give you some Saturday show and then at the Coliseum and then a freaking Monday show. Close set. That's dope. Uh, Mass will be mandatory for those in attendance or eating less eating or drinking. Tickets go on sale, like I said, June 30th with price range prices ranging from $39 to $299. I'll let y'all sit on that for a little bit. The full NGPW Resurgence match card has not been announced yet. However, John Moxley is advertised for the show. No doubt he will be putting his U.S. title on the line. Interestingly, Shota Umino is returning to NGPW for the first time since leaving on excursion in September 2019. If Mox is there and uh, Shooter's there, Mr. Umino himself, that would be an interesting uh, thing they got going on. So here's an extended list of what he has. Moxley, White, Lawler, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, Juice Robinson, uh, David Finley, Chota, Renna Rita, Carl Fredericks, Clark Connors, Alex Coughlin, and uh, Hikaleo. Oh, there's more. Uh, Fred Rosser, Leo Rush, Brody King, Chris Dickinson, TJP, and J.R. Kratos. That's a lot to unpack, ladies and gentlemen. And the fact that we're going to be going back to live crowds in California, of all places... That is also quite exciting. I mean, yes, they are still required to wear a mask at the event, 
But still, there's fans in California. Well done. This is a big deal for NJPW. This really is a very big deal for NJPW on the American side of things. This will be their true test to see if they can actually entertain a crowd. I mean, I haven't really been watching it, but I've been catching up on the highlights, and from what I've seen, it's really damn good. Filthy Town Lawler is the openweight champion on Strong. Mox is going to be there. Jay White's going to be there. I mean, off that, off those three, you can just pretty much sell the event right there. Then you're going to have Finn Juice. You're going to have um, Team Filthy. It's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a great duet of shows. That is fantastic. For NG- I am very proud of NGPW of America for being able to finally have live fans. This this feels like NXT San, uh, NXT San Deliver all over again. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like I feel the same way I felt when it was uh, Stand and Deliver with the fan with the first time they had fans. I missed it. You know, and now we have California, of all places. Now they're going to be allowing fans. It's that same feel all over again. I mean, this is going to be a very solid weekend for NJPW, in my opinion. This will be a great way to extend their American base. And I can't say that it's not going to be a bad show, because it's not. They are really going to be doing everything they can to make this show a success. To not only make uh, Resurgence a success, but also make the first time they have a crowd for NJPW Strong a success. Which will bring more people to NJPW World and also get more into NJPW. Because that's pretty damn good to me. And now you're you're also going to be featuring on television Brody King. Guys like Chris Dickinson, TJP gets more uh, coverage. J.R. Kratos. Let's see who else here. You know, Fred Rosser, the Young Boys in the Dojo. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really, really, really fun show. It's gonna be a great couple of shows. I can I can just feel that. I really think they're gonna really set a tone here for themselves and get this American dojo going. That's that's gonna be the fun part. I mean, you still have Moxley involved, and that's a that's fantastic. Jay White's gonna be there. That's fantastic. Gallows and Anderson. That's even more fantastic. Finn Juice. Fantastic. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm I'm ready for it. And the fans in California should be ready for it too. This is just their energy is gonna give me that energy. You feel me? So that that's how it is. And I'm very happy for NGPW of America to be able to actually get this going. Very excited to see what what goes down and who goes up against who. We got nine matches on the cards. We got to do something crazy. First show back, yeah, you're going to have to do something crazy. If you can get, like, a Kojima back over there or if you can get Okada, I don't know if they're going to be able to get Okada over there. That'd be funny. That'd be crazy. You sell if they actually did that. But we will see what happens with the nine matches they have on the card there. But we will head over to WrestlingInc.com. WWE, 
E TV partner reportedly upset over Hell in a Cell change from my personal favorite wrestling writer in the game, Mr. Mark Middleton. Multiple sources are reporting that USA Network officials were not happy with Fox getting the big Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Universal title on Friday's SmackDown episode. Friday's Hell in a Cell match saw Roman Reigns retain the WWE Universal title over SmackDown Tag Team Champion Rey Mysterio in the first Cell match to air ever to air on the network. Or oh, actually on network TV. That, that's a big deal. WWE had originally announced the match for last night. Uh, now, mind you, this was like Monday. This is written, so bear with me. Last night's Hell in a Cell match, uh, Monday, uh, Sunday's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, but the decision was made last Thursday to move it to SmackDown. In an update, Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast reported that USA Network officials were unhappy with the Hell in a Cell match taking place during SmackDown on Fox. Quote, I can tell you for a fact that USA Network is very unhappy that the Hell in a Cell match is happening on SmackDown. I'm not going to say they are fuming, but they are very unhappy about it. End quote. Furthermore, Dave Meltzer noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that Fox officials aren't thrilled with Peacock constantly being promoted on their network. <laughs> I wonder why. Which they see as another rival streaming service. NBCU obviously has no issue with Peacock being pushed on Raw, but they were not happy with the Hell in a Cell match being given away on Fox. The big issue with the Mysterio vs. Reigns bout had to do with NBC Universal's Peacock losing the match, as it was nixed from Sunday's pay-per-view on Peacock and the WWE Network. NBCU is also the parent company of the USA Network, as, and as NBCU lost the match because it was pulled from the pay-per-view, Fox picked it up. WWE's ra- WWE ratings have been down, and the company is under some pressure to pick up the ratings, Make the ratings back up, I'm sorry, due to the big money TV rights fees they receive from NBCU and Fox. This is why there have been recent pitches to hold more special themed TV shows. In WWE's mind, well, shit. This is bananas. I mean, when I when we found out that they were taking Reigns versus Mysterio off the card, that was one of the biggest reasons why I didn't watch Hell in a Cell this past uh, Sunday. Like, I, I, you're gonna take your top match off the card, and then the rest of the card is pretty much like rematches and matches I don't care about. Besides the Bliss Baszler match, that was pretty much the only non rematch we had. It's weird, bro. Absolutely weird. And now, W, now, what? You got USA Network pissed off at, uh, at WWE because they put the match on Fox. You got. NBC Universal pissed off because now you took the match off the card that was going to be on Peacock. And by the way, Peacock doo-doo. Absolutely doo-doo when it comes to WWE pay-per-views. I understand it's the first few that they're going with, but at this point, y'all doo-doo. Can we get WWE Network back, please? Seriously. Get a refund or some shit? Peacock is... It's been pretty bad. Like, I was... I was... I wasn't watching the, uh... Pay-per-view, but I was looking at tweets. 
and seeing that damn there lost my train of thought pretty much seeing that you know Peacock was trash Peacock is garbage can we get WWE Network back UK fans talking shit to the US, US fans because they're they're watching it later, much much later uh, my big homie uh, UK brother another mother Mr. Jermaine Lang knows all about that, having to stay up late to watch pay-per-views, and they still get WWE Network for now. And we get Peacock, and it's just garbage. Garbage. Absolutely just no. <laughs> just no. Nah. Absolutely not. Do better, Peacock. Do much better. Please. Not a fan. Not a fan of Peacock so far. You know. And then Fox getting mad to Peacock. Well, more so, I guess, at WWE. Because they're being promoted on their network. Literally. It's just a lot of people being pissed off at people. Okay, okay, then see a notification for anything crazy. Okay. Woo! Woo! I was like, I saw, I was like, oh, no. No. Not, not in our Patreon group chat, which, by the way, before I continue on, you can uh, join our Patreon group chat, $5 a month, head over to patreon.com slash Radio. Get a lot of perks. A nice special code that'll get you 15% off your entire purchase when you go over to Hey, just go over to my spring store, young-lions-perspective.creator-spring.com. Get yourself submerged. Use the code. I can't tell you what it is, though, because you're not part of it yet, but I want you to be. Get over there. Get you 50% off on every single time you check out at the YLP store. You're welcome. Men, women, and children, of course, the young cubs, accessories. Summer's here. Get that beach towel. I promise you. It's comfortable. It's lovely. Enjoy. Also, you can listen to exclusive shows like mine. Also, uh, Rick King Ricky has got one. How did I forget the title of it? How did I forget the title? I feel terrible right now. That's a shame. But anyway, you get to listen to exclusive shows from, of course, all the personalities of the Wrestle Life Radio family, as well as access to Written in War. .wordpress.com. You get all of the articles from there as well. It's a beautiful thing. Patreon.com slash Radio. $5 a month, 17 cents a day. All that good stuff. Join today. That was a terrible promo. I'm just going to let it ride. But seriously, you have just one network pissed off at another network and one network getting mad because one other network is, it's a shit show. It's an absolute shit show right now. Absolute shit show when it comes to WWE. It's just, it's bonkers, man. It's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, and yes, WWE ratings are absolutely straight dookie right now. In the toilet, as they would say. 
And yeah, the company's going to be under a lot of pressure from the ratings. Um, yeah, because Fox expected two million a week. Is it two million or three million? I can't remember which. But seriously, I have never seen much more of a shit show than this. It's now you're gonna see like network battle royale and whatnot. Vox versus uh, NBC USA Network, and then Peacock comes in representing NBC Universal, making a triple threat. That would be hilarious to watch. That would be absolutely hilarious to watch. But yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. This is this is a whole conundrum that was inevitable. If we're being honest, from when I saw it, I'm just like, ooh, Peacock, man. <laughs> And then I didn't even think, I wasn't even thinking about USA Network. I wasn't. I was really thinking, I was like, what is, what? Oh, boy. Because already I was just like, I'm not going to watch Hell in a Cell anyway. So taking that off is just like, all right, perfect. That was the one match I pretty much wanted to see anyway. And then we got it on SmackDown. Pretty good, if I say so myself. Not honorable mention of the year worthy, though. But still, good. You know what I'm saying? And now you got all this nonsense going on. It's wild. It's absolutely wild to see how everything is going with WWE right now. But wait, there's more. (laughs) I'm going to cut it there when we come back. Final segment of the show. We're going to be talking about, of course, all the releases from WWE that went down yesterday, as well as ending the show with Kushida opening up about considering retirement after every match in 2017. We're going to talk about that. I figured we'd close up the show in another in a different way. You know, usually we go happy, but this was this article I kind of saw, and I was just like, you know what? We really need to get into this and see how Kushida was feeling in 2017. We'll be right back. to make a third round of releases as we head over to Fightful.com to talk about all the releases that we know of so far. WWE releases Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Killian Dan, Everrise, and more. Jeremy Lambert. WWE continues to make cuts. On June 25th, WWE made another round of cuts from the roster. You can see the full list below. We're going to go over all the releases that we, have, that we know of so far. Tony Nese. Signed by WWE in 2016, taking part in the Cruiserweight Classic. Former WWE Cruiserweight Champion last wrestled on the June 18th episode of 205 Live, losing to Ikemen Jiro. Had to win the whistle there. Aryan Davari, signed by WWE in 2016, same Cruiserweight Classic tournament. Uh, last wrestled on the June 11th episode where he teamed with me, scheduled to compete on June 25th episode of 205 Live. Ever Rise, 
Chase Parker and Matt Martell were signed to WWE in 2019. Competed on the tw- June 22nd episode of NXT Boost and Hit Row in their last match. Fandango, signed by WWE in t- 2006. Hold on, I really like to say 2006. Yeah, okay. Former NXT Tag Team Champion alongside Tyler Breeze. Last wrestled on the June 15th episode of NXT, teaming with Breeze to defeat Imperium. Of course, we spoke about Kenny Smobley earlier in today's episode. August Gray signed with WWE in 2020. Last wrestled on June 8th episode of NXT, teaming with Ika Minjiro in a loss to the Grizzled Young Veterans. Tyler Breeze signed with WWE in 2010, former NXT Tag Team Champion alongside Fandango. Last wrestled on the June 15th episode, same match defeating Imperium. The Bollywood Boys have been released from WWE. Sunil and Samir Singh were signed by WWE in 2016 to compete in the Cruiserweight Classic. They would go on to serve as managers for Jinder Mahal, last wrestling on the May 21st episode of 205 Live, losing to August Gray and Ikaminjiro. Arturo Huas is gone, signed by WWE in 2015, last competed on the November 18th, 2020 episode of NXT. Was out of action, of course, with a soldier injury. Shoulder injury. Okay, words are hard apparently today. Kurt Stallion, signed just last year, last wrestled on the March 12, 2021 episode of 205 Live. Marina Shafir is gone, signed by WWE in 2018, of course, Mrs. Roderick Strong. And last, but certainly not least, Killian Dane has been released by WWE, signing in 2016, last wrestling on the June 8th episode of NXT, losing to Isaiah Scott, and of course, married to Nikki Cross. I don't know why I put that in there, but good. So, of course, y'all know the last two, same way we do it before. Killing Dan is a surprise. Because honestly, we could have just moved them both back, back over to NXT UK and had them ready to go. That would have been actually a nice touch. For some reason, I think that would have worked well. Having back over in the UK doing his thing. Uh, they really gutted the, the cruiserweight division, though, didn't they? <laughs> Bollywood Boys, Stallion, Denise, Davari. I would add Tyler Breeze and Fandango in there because they are technically cruiserweights. August Gray. I mean, they really gutted a bit of 205 Live. Because I don't know who they're going to be, you know, pushing on 205 Live. Not exactly sure who they're going to be uh, doing unless they put in like Legato, Isaiah, Gard- Johnny. That would be dope if they put Johnny again on the Cruiserweight Championship next. That would be wild. Just absolutely wild. Um, who else did they put in there? Was Boa the Cruiserweight? Now Boa big now. Now Boa too big. Hmm. Yeah, it just like weirds me out that, you know, you're gutting cruiserweights. With Kushida, he's just doing open challenges with guys like, you know, with Carmelo Hayes and all this shit. So. Kinda weirds me out a little bit. You know? Nice and Davari have been mainstays in the cruiserweight division. And it sucks they didn't get enough time on NXT. With with 205 Live, you know, it got him a little bit of run, but 205 Live isn't watched by many. 
it's not on Peacock, as far as I know. It could be. I don't know. But... I mean, screw it. Absolutely screw it. Tyler Breeze and Fandango are probably the two I'm surprised by. As well. just They just jumped off. And... Ah... Just, uh, you know, it's one of those, just like, I understand, because there's so many factors into it. I understand, you know, we've got touring coming up, got to cut costs, got to get rid of some contracts. Totally understand that, you know, got to cut, got to trim a little fat because you got, you know, two brands that are going to be going back on tour in less than a month, and we gotta get things going. But this is kind of why I'm just like in my head, you know, thinking they could have moved Killian Dane to NXT UK. Would have been dope. You know, I don't know what you do with the Cruiserweight division now. Because you got Kushida just doing open challenges that all willy nilly. And that only can last for so long. But now I guess you have the diamond mine. And I guess Roderick's probably going to compete for the championship. You know, him and O'Reilly apparently just had a banger. But at this point, with this round, it was more so just getting trimming the fat. This wasn't like the... I mean, the surprise was Brizango. Brizango and uh, Killing in Dane, if, we're be, if I'm being honest about all of it. The other ones, you know, they're still young in the game. You know, they'll have more than enough time to land somewhere, make an impact, and do their thing. It's just interesting how all this talent, and from what I was told from uh, my boy Nick and uh, Mr. King Ricky Rose, GM of the WrestleMania Radio Squadron and uh, co-host of the Kings of the Rings podcast, which you can check out every single week, of course. Not only on WrestleMania Radio, but on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. I want to check them out. Definitely worth the watch and the listen. That's why it'll be approved for a reason. There are over 300 people in WWE in terms of talent. So, it'll be interesting to see what they do for their future. I mean, with the one one is just like Marina Shafir. They, I mean, they really hadn't been utilizing her much as of late, besides the segment when they had Roddy resign from NXT. Or, right, yeah, Roddy giving his resignation from NXT. Now he's back. She's now 
gone from WWE is now doing the mama thing. It's going to be interesting to see how everything goes, especially for Breezango. You know, I'm, I think one person in our Patreon group chat um, had asked about, you know, what does that mean for Up, Up, Down, Down? As Tyler Breeze is a part of Battle of the Brands, which is one of the shows that they have on the channel on YouTube. So I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, as far as it goes, um, all the members who are still on there are still on Up, Up, Down, Down. I mean, it's a separate entity, technically, of WWE. But it's part of Xavier Woods. That's his That's his thing. So I'm sure Breeze will stay on with uh, Up, Up, Down, Down. Fandango might be something a little bit different, you know. I think, he's, I think he shows up on there every once in a while, but now, you know, life without WWE. And those are two veterans of the game. So, it'll be interesting to see where they land, or if they decide to continue on with their careers. We'll see. But, of course, to all of these fine talents, as they say in WWE, we do wish you well in your future endeavors, and I hope you land somewhere where you can be used and have an impact in the new company that you work for. And last but certainly not least on today's episode, we head over to WrestleTalk.com. Kushida opens up about considering retirement after every match in 2017 from Sanchez Taylor. Kushida has opened up about his pro wrestling career, revealing that he was considering retirement only a few years ago. On last night's episode of NXT, Kushida was pinned by Kyle O'Reilly in a non-title match. The Japanese competitor has noted that it was his goal to wrestle O'Reilly in a WWE ring. Earlier today, Kushida took to Twitter to discuss the mental and physical pain he experienced following his matches in 2017, noting that our fight will go on forever, Kushida wrote, saying, quote, In 2017, around this time, I was considering retirement after every match. I was concerned about my mental and physical health after every match wrestled back and forth between Japan and the United States twice a month. During that time, I sometimes suffered from severe abdominal pain after matches. I crouched on the floor with a cold sweat and had no choice but to wait for the pain to pass. I had to insert a gastro camera down my throat at the hospital to examine my stomach, but the doctors couldn't find anything wrong. The doctor's diagnosis was that my autonomic nerves must have been disturbed. My level of this abdominal pain wasn't normal, and if it continued, I couldn't wrestle anymore. I knew it wasn't an exaggeration. And I knew that my wrestling career could be over at any time. I had a match with Kyle O'Reilly at that time. It was four years ago in London. At that point, it was rumored that Kyle O'Reilly would soon sign a contract with WWE. After our match, I talked to him directly. He told me his honest intentions. At that time, I thought it would be good to have a match against him in WWE someday. I knew my professional wrestling life wouldn't last forever. So yesterday was special, WWE NXT Universe. Thank you for watching. Our fight will go on forever. That's very interesting. Because I'm thinking about Kushida in 2017, right? And I'm trying to think, like, you know, the matches he had in 2017. Marty Skrull at Best in the World. Takahashi. Skrull and Will Ospreay in that Fatal 4-Way at Wrestle Kingdom. Wild. Wild. 
Bushi. That was a good title match, too. That was a really good title match. I mean... He had a solid 2017. He had a solid 2017. And going through that... Going through all of that and still being able to perform at a high level. That takes a lot of balls. That takes some balls. To still be able to go out night after night and just tear it up. Go to the back, have a And the deal with all that, I mean, oof, that was wild. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm on a profitedb.com. I'm just looking at trying to look at the matches he had. You know, in a tag match with Kushida, uh, with Kota Ibushi at a World Tag League. I'm trying to see what he, if there's any big time matches he had. Of course, 2017. He faced Cody at Global Wars for the ROH World Title, by the way. Faced Hangman Page on day one. Lost to uh, Will Ospreay, King of Pro Wrestling, which was a really, really good title match, by the way. Which led to uh, Wrestle Kingdom in 2018. Facing Scorpio Sky in a draw. Kenny King of Desperado, which was a fun rivalry to watch. Winning the WCPW uh, World Cup. I remember that. I remember that. That was a wild tournament, too. He had a really good 2017. And beat Kyle Raleigh in the British J-Cup. He was doing some things in 2017. You know... Holding the ROH World Television Championship, IWGP, IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship at the same time. I mean, it's just fantastic. He had a fantastic year. And to go through what he did throughout that entire year. I don't know how long it was, it was like you know, the entire year or for majority of the year. But that is absolutely crazy to ensure... You were still 100% or at least ready to go for matches and have to deal with severe abdominal pain throughout that entirety of that period. That is insane. Absolutely 100% insane. I don't know how he does, how he did it, but hey, hats off to you, man. Because now, you know, thankfully... Thankfully, Kushida got past all that and was able to have a flourishing career 2018, 2019, last year, and now, of course, in WWE. And... Ooh, excuse me. 
and simply, you know, still being able to compete at a high level. Oh, water went down. Yeah, water went down the right pipe there. Jeez. Hmm. Because I'm a huge fan of Kushida's. That Fatal 4-Way Wrestle Kingdom was 100% one of the best matches I may have ever seen in my entire life. No doubt. No doubt about it. That fit, if you've never seen that Fatal 4-Way match from Wrestle Kingdom, was it 11? That was probably one of the best matches of the entire card. Without just one of the, yeah. I mean, Skrull, Takahashi, um, was he Fuji? Or Takahashi? No, Takahashi. Osprey, Kushida. It was a marquee match when it was announced. And that was going to be the first pay-per-view of the year? What? Yeah, that's crazy. Absolutely nuts. To see. Absolutely nuts to see it. But, thankfully, Kushida got through it. Had a fantastic 2018, 2019. I believe he was entering into NXT. And now you see a 2021 still here, still competing, and having a match rematch with Kyle O'Reilly from four years ago, in which O'Reilly beat Kushida. Non-title. Now, possibly entering a feud or a possibility of a match, a third match between the two, in possibly a takeover in August. I don't see why not. I mean, I mean, I'm ha- I'm happy for it. I'm happy that he's doing great, and gl- and glad that he didn't consider retiring. And pushed through it and got through it and is now back to where he needs to be. As Cruiserweight Champion on NXT, kicking ass and doing his thing. And we did the damn thing here. And that's going to conclude episode 311 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we'll close out the show in proper YLP fashion. Get you ready for episode 312 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. That's going to be it for episode 311 of the YLP Podcast. As always, want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. The World! Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. As always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or any thoughts, or opinions whatsoever, Make sure you drop me away an email over at younglionsperspective at gmail.com. If you want to find uh, me on social media and stay updated with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, you can find me on Twitter at YL Perspective. I do live tweeting for NXT, AEW Dynamite, and SmackDown, unless I have a prior obligation to attend to. I'll let you guys know prior to that night's event. Or I'll just find a show up randomly and start live tweeting out of nowhere. It bees what it bees. You can also find me over on Instagram at young underscore lions underscore perspective. My apologies for not getting much out in terms of content this week. It sucked. <laughs> it was one of those weeks where 
sleep schedule was out of whack 100%. So, my bad. We'll do better as we go into the next week. Of course, send me memes, all that good stuff. DM your boy. I don't mind having a conversation. Just make it, you know, as copacetic as possible. Just fine. Also, I still have a Facebook page, just in case you forgot. And I can be found over there at Young Lions Perspective, all one word, or simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Of course, Instagram post. Always go to the Facebook post as well. We have over 100 followers on the Facebook page. I believe 124 to be exact. I don't think you guys so much for the team. love and support. Follow me on all these platforms. Stay updated with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of the social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the alt tech stuff, Gab, Parlor, all the alt tech, messaging apps, Telegram, Boxer, Signal, WhatsApp, all that good stuff. Send it through a text. Hit your friends in the DM. Send it on Facebook Messenger. Send it any way you can. And spread the word. Because with the YLP Podcast, the King's Numbers Podcast, Friends of Media Podcast, don't you dare forget about the Light Show with Max Chapel. We here at WrestleLab Radio Dose Drive. Every single week to give you top-notch quality entertainment you can't find anywhere else to be. A1 with the stakes. So as the A5, top of the game, left the way. The cream of the crop, the top of the pops, the best of the best. A few. And that could be good. I know it. To be undoubtedly, unmistaken for, undisputedly, then... Now and forever, the alternative for professional wrestling podcast, and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all, y'all have heard me say this many, many times, but it needs to be repeated. Most of y'all know we're on Anchor and Vegas Podcastsolutions.com and all that good stuff. We want to make sure that if you got other, other platforms that you use, we strongly suggest you check out our show on those platforms. Make sure you leave a top comment. Well, make sure you leave a comment, pretty much. Top rating, five stars, as high as you can go across the board. Spread the word about WrestleLadies Radio because with, of course, Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, and as always, shout out to the Podbean gang, CastBox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for the entire family of Wrestle Attic Radio. And you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. I'm going to go over to the judges to ensure that I have fulfilled my obligations for this week looking at the country of Mongolia. And I believe that's not a buffalo. I don't know what that is, but I'm getting the thumbs up. So we're going to get out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Next week, of course, episode 312 of the YLB Podcast. More news of the week. And on top of that, it is July 4th weekend. Yes, the summer has already been in full effect since World Day, depending on who you ask. And we're going to kick it into high gear with the July, early July 4th spectacular. Because it'd be like that sometimes. And celebrate America the right way with a banger of an episode for the YLP podcast. The best way to enjoy your Saturday 
And in this case, you're July 4th weekend. And we're going to do it in proper YLP fashion. Okay, that's what's going to be going down next Saturday. If you have any news, if you find any news throughout the week that you think is uh, YLP podcast, really do not hesitate to send me your articles, any opinions, all that stuff over to my email. Drop a line there. And if I think it is top tier chef's kiss news, guarantee you I will not only give you a shout out on the show, we will talk about that article on that week's episode. I want to make it as interactive as possible with you guys. You guys showing me some love with the news, and I'm giving it to you the only way I know how. Other than that, y'all know it, it is Saturday, and some of y'all know are going to be going out tonight. Make sure, uh, if you're going to be going out tonight, make sure you take that Uber or Lyft home. No need to get that DUI, DWI. Ain't no reason for that. No need for that court case. Or to pay lawyer's fees in excess of five figures. Never a good thing. Promise me when I tell you. I promise you when I tell you. Words are hard. Anywho, you know, make sure you're staying safe. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Doing this, whatever you do for the rest of today. Have a fantastic week. Enjoy it. No pay-per-views this weekend, which is why we didn't do any predictions. And I'll see you guys right back here next Saturday for the July 4th Spectacular. Next Saturday here on the YLP podcast. See you in July. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.